LinkedIn <laughs> from the beaches of Barbados. Um, so, yeah, welcome to our summer series. Normally, our LinkedIn lives are uh, interviewing other people, but we thought we'd just take a bit of a different twist. It's quite hot here in the UK at the moment, and um, I feel like I'm on the beach. And Sarah Winters joined me as well today. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Sarah Goodall. Yeah, nice two Sarahs. I think, yeah. It's nice and easy. I put my glasses back on. Yeah, I know, because I can't really see anything. So uh, <laughs> if you're here, <laughs> I can't see anything. If you're here, give us a, a little wave in the comments. These are going to be quite lighthearted, right, for LinkedIn, but it's summer, right? So we're just taking it easy. Anything can go wrong. Um, probably everything will go wrong, but just bear with. Uh, we're, but we're taking a slightly different format, a 30-minute format. Um, over the next few weeks, we're doing a bit of a Q&A. We're doing it a bit of a different format because uh, everyone's on holiday. Um, and you will find me in different cities. Jerry, hello. Um, you'll find me in different places around the world. Maybe you could recommend where I fly to next. Um, I'm all up for, uh, you know, if you want me to come visit your city. Uh, that's where I'll be for the next one in two weeks' time. But we, I'm a slightly worried about this because we're doing a bit of a fast Q&A, how to build your business case um, so your leaders can't say no when it comes to activating employees on social media. So what we've done is we've collated questions from, from all sorts of places. Pe customers ask us. We've seen them on Twitter. We've done social listening. We get them through our LinkedIn Lives. And uh, Sarah's going to put them to me. <laughs> And there's going to be a bit of a quick fire round, which I've got to be really nervous about because Ryan's got some gong going off. So after 30 seconds, I'm going to get cut off. I'm not quite sure if he's going to literally cut me off or how it works. Hello, Angela. There's loads of people joining us. Thank you. <laughs> it's good. Cheers. So, yeah, so we're, we're going to be done by half past. And if you've got any other questions around building a business case, Chuck them in the comments, right? Because Sarah's going to fire some of the most common ones that we hear. And then uh, and then if we've got any leftover, she's going to put them to me. So, Are you ready, Sarah? Are you well refreshed? Are you yeah. ready to answer the questions? I've got a hat, but it kind of makes me blend in. I don't think I'm going to be able to put that on. But, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Let's go. You're ready? Yep. Limber yourself up. So question number one. Um, yep. When you're activating employees on online why is right now the best time to do it right am i being timed no this one is an open okay. question so oh, i'll, I'll let you know when it's the timed one <laughs> uh yeah it's the best time ever now to do it because uh over the last two years, all these all employees have sort of accelerated their digital adoption, right? So they're all over social, whether you like it or not, um, and they are online. So this is a really good time because they've already done it, right? Everybody's used social media over the last two years to get stay connected with family and friends and things like that. So people have sort of accelerated their knowledge on social media. So now is the right time to put the guardrails up, right, and say and get, bring in best practices and say, okay, this is what's good this is not good this is what you've got to be careful of right so start to get some con not control but some guardrails is what I like to say and it's a really good time because dark social is bubbling up there's loads of conversations happening in the background that you don't know about right so it's hard to measure if you're in marketing really hard to put a number behind it so um, you know make sure that you activate your employees to get to those dark social audiences good time to do it so there you go. 
thank you right this is a quick one and you sort of men mentioned it just now um is it true that it's hard to measure and report on employees digital activity right am i being am i being timed already yeah you're 30 ah! seconds. ready set oh no right uh is it what's the question <laughs> is, it <true? laughs> is it true that it's hard to measure and report on employees digital activity Right. No, it's not true. Uh, if you're using an employee advocacy tool, you get a lot of data in the background, but don't rely on the dashboards because actually if you dig down and download the data and have a little look and cross-reference it, you can actually see the employee activity. If you're not using an employee advocacy tool, you can actually go on LinkedIn and you can start, if you've got Sales Navigator, you can see which of your employees. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to... Oh, this is not easy, is it? You see, I like to, to Can I just finish that? <laughs> yes, you can. I'll let you know. Right. If you're using Sales Navigator, you can see, actually, there's a filter in there, which on the spotlight uh, section, and you can have a look and see which of your employees are sharing content on LinkedIn already. That's a really good place to start. So if you've got Sales Navigator, or if you haven't, just download a 14-day free license, have a look which of your employees are already active on LinkedIn. They're the easiest ones to start with. And you can measure success. You can. I'm going to have to get better at these 30-second things. All right. And it's the first go. It's the first yeah, one. So by the end of it, you might have nailed it, but maybe it'll take until the end of the series to nail it, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I'm not very good at this. Uh, okay, so you can answer this in your own time. Um, right. Why do leaders typically say no to social selling or employee advocacy programs? Uh, okay, <clears throat> several reasons, I think. Leaders will say no. Uh, because they're slightly worried that they train their employees to build their brands and they're worried that they're going to get roles elsewhere or they'll get poached by the competition. Um, and I think that it's the worry about the risk, actually. It's the reputational risk. Uh, so a lot of leaders will be hesitant about that. And they'll also be hesitant to pay for it as well, because obviously, you know, time, times are a bit stretched at the minute um, with the increasing costs of living, etc. So uh, so I think, you know, they're a bit hesitant, mainly around reputational risk. Now, my argument there is that they're already on social, right? So the reputational risk is very much alive already. Uh, so you better just embrace it and understand it and start putting some guardrails around it uh, would be how I would respond and I think if you can use some of that data like getting from sales navigator looking at employees activity if you've got a social listening tool do that as well look at the activity of employees already um, that will give you some evidence that you can then take to leaders to do so so that would be my my argument yeah and I would say as well with some of the customers we work with sometimes the leaders themselves aren't active oh, and yeah. it's sometimes their fear yeah maybe yeah. it's about helping them fear of saying something wrong. Oliver's also added in there as well. Sorry, it's a good job we haven't got a timer on this. Topic close to your heart, <laughs> the GDPR. Do you know, that's really good, actually, Oliver. You just raised another good point there because this is, uh, oh, look at that. It's come up on the oh, screen. That's fancy. Oh, Ryan. <laughs> he's a bit, he's loving the full works of StreamYard today. Um, no, at, that's a great point. And that came up on a customer call yesterday about GDPR. You know, we've, we've tightened down our databases. We can't outreach to customers anymore. 
sure we're really relying on inbound demand gen and inbound requests and um, you have to get that conversation going so you generate more of those inbound requests um, and with GDPR obviously you can't you can't outreach to everyone so you need to sort of encourage people to come to come and join you and encourage them to participate so yeah just saying you, your name was in lights Oliver well done <laughs> And I think people use it as a bit of a barrier as well, GDPR. I think maybe don't understand it so well. And it's, you know, oh, we can't do that because it's GDPR. It's an easy umbrella to, to sit under for those things as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And workers' councils and things. So Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay, this is a quick one, Sarah. You've got 30 seconds. Okay, just concentrate, right? Okay, go on. Then. Listen to the question. I am, yes. <laughs> <laughs> is it true that it's hard to see ROI from employees' digital activation programs? Right, I'm going to be quick before the ticket goes up. Uh, it, it is hard unless you've got an employee advocacy tool. If you've got an employee advocacy tool, quite often there's something called a UTM tracking link in the back end of the platform. Uh, some platforms do it holistically across the platform, but you can track unique traffic to your website through Google Analytics or whichever analytics tool that you're using. You can look at the volume of traffic driven to your website from employees. Now, you can send some platforms do actually do it on member basis. So they have unique tracking links per employee share, which is really smart because effectively you can then track actually to every, oh, still, yeah, me up this to like 60 seconds. It's not, it's not enough, not practiced, but yeah. So UTM tracking links, you can start tracking the volume of traffic to your website. And then what you can do is you can track conversion rates. So you can start to say, employee driven traffic to the website might not be thousands of people but actually when we look at source by conversion rate we can see actually employees generate the highest converting source of traffic so yes you can start tracking employee activity so and how it impacts wider metrics and that's just one metric i know i'm going way over there right i'll stop now so <laughs> Um, so linking back to what I said about, you know, maybe not having social savvy leaders. So what can we do to convince non-social savvy leaders to invest in the program? Uh, I Well, the tricks that we sort of use actually is uh, benchmarking. So really understanding, you know, how your leads are stacking up on social compared to your nearest competitors. Uh, so you can have a look at their level of activity compared to other act level of activity. Uh, also, give it some qualitative analysis as well. Go find the CEO at your competitor organization and say, right, this is our CEO and this is the CEO and the competitors. Now, it might be that your competitive landscape doesn't have good profiles, right? So look at best in class industries. So the ones that I'd be looking at, Salesforce, SAP, IBM, um, Workday, these are all really top class organizations when it comes to activating employees. You can absolutely guarantee that their C-suite will be on social media and have a good, strong presence. Microsoft is another one. Um, so really think about, you know, look looking at how you compare because I think sometimes convincing non-social savvy leaders of the value is is quite tricky so show how others are doing it how best in class is doing it um, and also dig out some reports right connected leadership from Brunswick is a brilliant report it talks about how employees expect leaders to be social um, how the finance industry the financial industry expects your leaders to be social so lots of stats in there to convince leaders that you need to take this seriously and it's not a nice to have it's essential there you go 
Yeah. Uh, Ryan's just actually put in the chat. Thank you, Ryan. That if you know if people are looking for benchmarking, um, he's sent a link to our website. So there's a new page that's just gone up about benchmarking reporting. So that might help some of you. And yeah. I can just see Jerry said, "I love the wall of shame to show how bad the current team really is." <laughs> and you've used that before, Jerry. We both have, haven't we? <laughs> Not awful. It is can be effective. <laughs> yeah, it can. But it, but also I think it, you need to, in some ways you need to sort of shake them up and shock them into action. Because I think it's one of those things that it's like, oh, I haven't got time for that. It's like, no, you really need to make time. They haven't got time excuses because they don't see the value. Just saying. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah. And it's, sometimes it's about convincing, isn't it? Yeah. Doing all yeah. you can to convince. Absolutely. Right, another one, another quick one. You've had a drink. Are you ready for this? Yeah, go on then. Concentrate. Is it true that you need to activate leaders online first before activating employees? Not true. It helps, not going to lie, right? If you can find a social savvy stakeholder, you see, I'm getting in a few seconds early now. Uh, if you can find a social savvy stakeholder sponsor, that will really help your case. And it might not be your manager, it might be somebody else in the organization. You just need someone to back you up. But you don't necessarily need a leader to drive the change. Some of the best programs I've seen have actually gained momentum by gathering, you know, leadership and people want to be part of the program. So getting some employees, sharing their active activity and then shining a light on it, that can be enough to convince leaders. Boom. Look at that. I did it. Eat the gong. Yeah. You're Thank becoming you. a pro, Sarah. You're Thank becoming you. a pro. Oh, <laughs> All right, I'll stop now and then we can just... Okay, you've got all the time you like for this one. Well, right. within reason. Uh, what data relating to employee digital activation can you gather today? Yeah, so I touched on this a little bit earlier, actually, with the, you know, if, if you have nothing, right, if you have no employee advocacy tool, if you have nothing, right, you sign up for a free license to sales navigator and you look, you search in your company and you try and find your active employees. That's the first step because the ones that are already out there without any encouragement are the ones that are going to give you quickest program success. So encourage them, get them involved. And if you're launching an employee advocacy tool, I'd start with them first, right? So the ones that are already active, just make their life easier by giving them content that will help, you know, that finding content is the hardest thing ever. So using that tool, I think is a really good start. Um, and then if you've got a social listening tool, start looking, you know, who, the, another good one actually on Twitter is, now let me get this one right. Is it Twitter? On, no, it's follower wonk, right? So look at follower mm -hmm. wonk. You have to sign in with your Twitter account, but then what you can do is you can put in at Tribal Impact and it will show all the people that have at Tribal Impact in their Twitter bio. So that's another quick way that you can find employees that may be active on Twitter. So a couple of things that you can do just to find, you know, who your active employees are today. Um, and then obviously, if you start moving into, you know, having an employee advocacy tool, there are all sorts of metrics that you should measure at every stage of the employee maturity journey. I was talking to a customer earlier this week about this. You've got all the ones that aren't on the platform. Then of the ones that are on the platform, you've got the ones that are sharing, that come in, don't share. The ones that come in and overshare, they're a special uh, 
group into themselves. Uh, and then you've got the ones that maybe are sharing just right, but getting good engagements per share, right? Now you've just find your employee influencers, right? Your next level of employee influencers. So looking at the ones that understand the art of sharing and not oversharing. So, you know, you want to always be thinking about how you move your employees through that maturity journey. And once you've set up an employee advocacy tool, quite often, I'm going off question, but quite often we see people get to a point where they plateau. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Or even it goes down, you know, usage yeah. goes down. So you've got to be all over those metrics and measure um, because you've got to constantly re reinvigorate the program so you can prove it to leaders. So, <laughs> Estefano, hello. Welcome back. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Look at this. Oh, we've got another question in there. You keep yes, on. Yes, I'm going to ask. I'm asking. It's all, all right. right. I'm in charge of this bit. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Love it. Right. We've only got five minutes left. Right. Yeah, I know. Um, right. So quick, quick, quick fire question then. Is yep. it true that you shouldn't focus on vanity metrics such as likes, shares and comments, etc.? Okay. Uh, it is and it isn't. Right. So I would focus on you. You do need to look at vanity metrics, but in the context of other metrics. So don't just focus on vanity metrics. So uh, they're great. Right. Clicks, comments, engagements is good. Volume on its own, though, is not good. But in context of other things. So look at things like engagements per share, clicks per share. That gives you a better quality in, uh, judgment of metrics. But you should be looking at metrics wider than that. So you look at them in correlation to other things. So how many shares am I getting? And how does that compare to like pipeline, overall pipeline? Does that person who share, share oh no, it's not. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, I wasn't, I wasn't getting around to what I wanted to say there. People with high engagement per share, can that, you know, are they generating, do they have a higher SSI score? Are they generating more pipeline? So look at correlation metrics, not just how many clicks am I getting? There you go. Thank you. All right, right sorry, we do have a question from the from the audience. So I'm going to ask that one next. All right. From Atava, Atava, sorry if I've murdered how to say your name. So what do you think works better, marketing-driven employee advocacy or marketing-enabled advocacy? And who takes ownership in the long run? Oh, well, there's more. It's it, well, certainly enabled would be the short answer, right? You, you. I love what Danielle Guzman says from Mercer. She always says it's not you, employees lending their personal brands to the company brand, right? Don't assume you're using them as a channel to get your content out there. That's not the right way to approach it. So I love the idea of an enablement rather than driven. Shouldn't be driven. They're not a channel, right? They're, they're there to help lend their brands to your company brand. And that's Daniel Guzman said that, not me. Um, who takes ownership in the long run? Yeah, well, that actually is a hot potato. So because does it sit in comms? Does it sit in HR? Does it sit in marketing? Should marketing? I personally, as a marketer, think marketing has a massive opportunity to get their arms around this and uh, own social activation across the business. Uh, it's just brilliant because we're close to the numbers. We understand the impact on pipeline, traffic to website, conversion rates. Do you know what I mean? We are becoming an insight-driven function of the business. Um, it, for me, it sits perfectly in marketing. So I would champion marketing, but I am biased. So there you go. Thank you very much. All right. So, quick question. question. All right. Is it true that I need to have a program manager to get started? Uh, no. So, in short, no, you don't. I mean, and most most programs will start. I don't. That tick is really like distracting. I have to. <laughs> 
you don't need a full-time program manager to start i'm not even going to look at it um but you quite a hobby project it often starts as somebody who really believes in this and really wants to champion change in their organization so it will be it will start with somebody like that uh, you don't need a full-time program manager most people can't even resource these programs even big companies don't even have full-time program managers okay so it'll always be part of somebody's job and normally it's part of the social media job got it well done I know, but I don't think I really answered it, did I? No. <laughs> if you believe in it, you'll make it work. <laughs> well, and someone's just said, um, Nicholas has said, it has to be an opt-in from the employees. If it's mandated, the people will feel forced and their activity won't be as authentic. So, Hello, Nicholas. Yes, you and I think along the same lines. Thank you. Yeah, good to see you. All right. <laughs> I okay. think there's pressure. I'm going to get a post-it and stick it on that ticker. <laughs> <laughs> how are we doing on time do i need to go faster You've got a couple of minutes got a couple of right. minutes um right. we've got one more normal question and one more fast question go on then. okay so what budget are we talking about to get started and we did start late so yeah all right yeah so this is this is an interesting one okay so i'm just going to like lay it out there because everybody goes how much does it cost to have an advocacy program right you will if you want to have a proper advocacy program that makes it easy for employees to share you're going to have to put some money in right you're going to have to put some money into a tool because that makes it easier and it gives you the numbers that you can track okay because leaders will not expand a program unless you demonstrate some roi and all the stuff that i talked about earlier about demonstrating roi traffic to website conversion rate by source that kind of thing is good start um you will need money right so money to get started i would say invest as much in the tool as you do in enablement or the other way around and as much in enablement as you do in the tool because it's not just about the tool set it's about the mindset and the skill set anti from phillips talked about this as well um so don't just launch a tool and think it's going to fly on its own it will not it needs a it needs a crew it needs enablement uh so when it comes to tools i mean tool costs vary okay so you've got um you've got the big tools the big programs the holistic ones which i can't even put a price on because i mean it's all secret squirrels and it's custom built and all the rest of it but there are other platforms out there and i'm going to give a shout out to a couple and i don't endorse any of these because you know we're pretty agnostic to tools um well we are agnostic to tools not pretty agnostic but i know that the ones that are very open uh with their pricing disseminate i think they charge like 600 i think it dollars a month uh for up to I think it's 100 people or 150. You're going to check it. They've got a pricing page. Um, is it 100? Then we've got, mm -hmm. there's Everyone Social. They do a bit of a free trial as well that's worth having a look at. But I think theirs is $24 per person per month. Um, so it gives you a bit of an idea, but I think they have minimum 50, I think. So the one, some of the other ones, there's Gaglamp, uh, there's lots of other ones, Hootsuite Amplify, I'm not going to name them all, there's loads of them, Heyo, Sociable, I am naming them all now, but they, you know, not all of them are transparent with pricing, so you just need to compare really. So quite often it's on a per employee per month basis, um, so think of it around that. But I've seen some at I think I'm sure I saw years ago they were like five dollars per person per month, but then you have to be buying thousands of licenses. So, um, but you will need money for training, and you will need money for uh, the licenses. So, there you go. Would you say it's sort of essential to invest in tools to get employee advocacy started? Uh, it helps because what quite often organizations will go into pilot phase, right? So if you decide you want to do something, you're going to get enough to get a little pilot going. 
And really, if you want the data, if you need the data to move into scale up phase, I think you kind of need a tool because the tool does give you the data. It's going to be hard to prove scale up. Like I need more investment to roll this out to more companies, uh, to more employees if you don't have the data. Um, so it's not always necessary, but it really helps if you want to move to scale up. So, And what sort of budget would you say you need to really allocate or allow for enablement? So I would say as much in the tool as you do on enablement is a good guide. Um, and the, we say this for social selling as well. You know, if you're going to spend this much on that, spend it again on, on training and, and making sure that you're embedding the behavior changes. So um, so you can guide that yourself. I mean, pilot programs for us would start from, say, 20, 25K. Um, and that would be six months with all of the training uh, but also the data analysis that you can then take back to leaders and say, you see, we said it would work because we did this at the start. This it looked like this and look at it now at the end of it. And now we can prove it's driving this much traffic to the website, higher conversion rates. In, when you're looking at social selling, you can then say we're driving maybe larger, more conversations. We're shortening the sales cycles. We're increasing the deal sizes. Now give us some more money to invest in more sales navigator licenses or whatever. So, but if you're going to do a pilot, do it properly because if you kind of do it a little bit, SSI scores are not going to get you more budget to scale up. All right, so it's you need you need better data. So, okay, yeah. are you ready for the last question? Yeah, is this a timed one? It is. All right, I'm ready. So, as we're doing it, this is summer themed or summer social. My last question is actually summer related. So is it true that you recently had an incident in your children's paddling pool? <laughs> no. Oh no. Who's told you that? That's <laughs> well. oh, yes, I did. So I came back from a long bike ride and I was so hot on Sunday. I stepped in the paddling pool and my idea was to get in the donut and cruise across the paddling pool and just go, hey kids, I'm back. And actually the donuts were a little bit small <laughs> and uh, I did I got in the donut and then I flipped completely over. My legs went completely over. The kids thought it was hilarious. Worst case was it was stuck when I stood up and I couldn't get it off. So that's even worse. I can't believe <laughs> <laughs> How embarrassing. 30 seconds. Well done. <laughs> it was funny. My kids still laugh about it, and it happened on Sunday. So, yes, I did. You're going to do this every week because I'm going to be. Maybe. <laughs> Oliver says he loves this funny and educative Sarah's <laughs> format. So, <laughs> you're getting a sneaky peek into the culture of our company, Oliver, as well, which is, yeah, quite funny. Mm. That was fun. I quite enjoyed that. Although yeah, I need to get better at the thirty-second thing. So, I where am I going to get in there? Yeah, I know. Where shall I go next time, then, guys? You need to put my destination in. I'm in Barbados this week, so when okay. I when I come back for the next one, you need to. Uh, we've only got five of these in total, so give me your suggestions, and I'll see if I can get there. Maybe we should go east. Maybe go to Thailand or somewhere like that. Oh, I love Thailand. Yeah, yeah, could do go east i was thinking of a city break but i'm not quite sure oh, okay yeah, somewhere italy somewhere Everything. anyway we'll oh, see sounds nice. but anyway place. thank you <laughs> oh yeah the sorrento capri love that oh. anyway Very thank nice. you for everyone for sticking around that was quite fun these like this is a bit funny we're just trying to help um and uh yeah and it's good that you're all having a laugh with us so thank you it's summer it's too hot to be serious so Bali, yeah, maybe. Bali, that sounds good. Bali, yeah.
maybe I'll go barley. So yeah, thank you guys. Next one's in two weeks' time, I think, and the destination yes. is to be confirmed. So thank you. <laughs> See you next time. See you guys. Thank you. Thanks a lot. I that last bye. Question. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you found it insightful, it would be awesome if you could leave us a rating on the Apple podcast or if you could share the podcast with one of your friends or colleagues. 